Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Bar Builders. Allen Castleberry, and this is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, a bit of a hybrid show. We're going to start with what matters, of course, action on the gridiron as Upper Men gets by Macon and York blows out Hampton on the road. Later on in the show, there will be hardwood talk. We'll continue to preview action across the UC, but we begin in Baxter where Macon County and Mr. Football Award contender Gabe Borders attempted to avenge a game from earlier this season against the Bees. They fell just short 17-14. Upperman advances to a semifinal on the road against Greenville. As the score would indicate, it was a tough night. Great defense on both sides. Bees head coach Adam Kane, kind enough to join us here at Chick-fil-A as always. Coach, a lot stands out on the stat and score sheet, but let's go right to those two turnovers your defense was able to force. Your defense stepped up all season on a night where you knew it would be tough and Macon certainly made it tough. What? How vital were those two fumbles? Yeah, first off, hats off to Macon. Um, you know, a, a, a great season. They've got some uh, great competitors on their, on their team. Um, really good coaching, got a lot of respect for them. Our, um, those turnovers were huge, you know. The, they were kind of putting together a little drive early on. Um, it always takes, uh, you know, six or eight, sometimes even ten plays to get acclimated to the speed of the, you know, especially when they're in that wing tee. You know, you try to simulate it in practice, but your kids just can't do it at the level that they do it. So, they punt, They got a few first downs, and then we were able to knock that one loose. I, I believe it was my son, actually, that uh, uh, blew up a blocker and knocked him into the ball carrier and knocked that ball loose. We were watching that last night. That was huge. Uh, you know, get a good momentum swing. You know, the playoffs, especially is the deeper that you go in the playoffs, it's all how you manage those momentum swings. So that was big for us. The one before the half was probably the biggest play of the game. Uh, you know, we're up 10-7. They hit the Borders kid on a post route, um, and, and our guy, Branson Turnbow, went, you know, ran him down and, and stripped the ball, took away any chance of points there. So that was huge that we went into halftime for a lead. The, the defense, you know, we, we gave up some yardage, but I felt pretty good about about how we adjusted and how we played all night long. Yeah, you mentioned you gave up yardage, not so much the total, but I look here, you know, six of nine on third down making was two of two on fourth. What do you guys have to do going forward to get better in those third and fourth down situations to help your defense get off the field? Yeah, well, first of all, I, I would imagine most of the third down conversions were third and two, third and one. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of keep them out of those situations um the way they run their offense that's kind of just a walk in the park for them um but other than that you know it it was kind of a back and forth deal you know one time we'd force a punt one time they would get a drive going it was a lot of adjustments being made you know we you know how we were deploying our defense we were kind of switching up he was kind of doing the same thing uh with with their schemes um 
you know, at the end of the day, they got good players and and um, they were able to do some some stuff. But we, we played well enough on defense to kind of you know, fourteen points holding mm-hmm. them to fourteen. Wow. I'm pretty proud of. Yeah, absolutely. You look at the score breakdown. You guys score all 17 of yours in the first three quarters. They come up with that touchdown in the fourth. What did you think of your team's ability to respond and and hold? I don't want to say hold on because they played so well, but be able to come away with a victory there in that fourth quarter without uh, putting points on the board. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, their two touchdown drives were, were – uh, you know, a lot of self-inflicted wounds on our part. Um, I know the one late, we had at least 30 yards in penalties mm-hmm. that we gave them. Anytime you give a team 30 yards, um, you know, it's hard mentally to kind of get over that hurdle. I thought we hung in there and fought with them, you know, that, that whole drive. I thought we were about to get a stop down on the goal line. But that that daggum play he, he ran down there was, was really incredible. I still don't know where that kid came from or who was supposed to guard him, but it was a pretty nice play call. Um, you know, even the first touchdown drive they had, we had a stop and um, ran into the punter. I didn't think it personally, um, you know, it was – that was a huge play in that game, um, you know, the, the roughing the punter call. And, you know, next thing you know, they're, they're marching down the field. So both of them um, – you know, I, I wish we would have kind of buckled down and, and gotten those stops. But, uh, you know, overall, I think we played pretty well defensively all night. 115 yards in penalties. That is the yeah. that is the total in the end. A, not something you can you can do going forward. You're not going to win ball games that way. You found a way last night. What do you have to do this week to clean that up? Yeah, you know, that uh, in the past, uh, you know, I, I remember specifically two years ago, that was a huge problem for us is the penalties, the emotional penalties. That hasn't been an issue for us this year. Um, last night it kind of reared its ugly head, and uh, I, I think our guys were a little too emotional. And, you know, I, I like to use the term, you got to play with emotion but not play emotional and um i think last night we kind of uh leaned more towards the emotional side it's hard not to in a quarterfinal game but we got good enough players and we got a good enough team to where where we don't need to get into all that stuff and uh, a lot of those again were self-inflicted um you know, it, it was kind of a back-and-forth deal. It's It was uh, – there's no love lost between Macon County and Upperman. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, they're, they're, they're got – we were getting tangled up with them some, and there was some flopping going on, but, but we got to be better than that moving forward. Coach, final question before I let you go here. You mentioned it before we got started that you did turn on the film of Greenville, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you a chance here to just start, start to begin – to talk about that road trip going to Greenville next week. What have you seen uh, from what little film you've watched so far? <laughs> can I not enjoy this one for you a can. little bit No, longer? you can. You can. Absolutely. <laughs> nah, I, you know, I looked at it. You know, it's uh, the the beauty of the Internet is the, the films are on your desktop, you know, uh, immediately after the ball game. And so my son and I turned it on last night and uh, you know they're as advertised I mean they're big and they're and they're they 
they got really good players. Um, they were, you know, impressive in their the two games that we looked at, and um, so you know we got our work cut out for us. Um, but I do have a team that I think is eager to to maybe uh, punch their ticket to uh, to the championship game, and we'll try to figure out, you know, what's it what is it going to take to get them slowed down, and and how we can get some points. Uh, but we, you know we got really good players as well, and uh, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to be able to get you know get on a bus and go on a road trip with this team, and um, I think hopefully our, our mindset will be a little bit different than it's been in the past. And uh, you know we'll definitely make sure we're the aggressor in this thing, and and uh, you know hopefully we can figure out a way to get one get it done up there. Head coach Adam Kane, the Upperman Bees, joining us here live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Speaking of a long road trip, it was a long road trip, chartering a bus, a great and rowdy environment on the road, and a very well-to-do program as their opponent last night. That's what York dealt with as they went three-plus hours to Hampton High and dispatched the Bulldogs 56-13. to Head coach Derwin Wright able to speak with us now and coach i don't know where else to start except the overall performance 50 points 56 points scored you hold someone to 13 in a quarterfinal game those are just not supposed to be things you're able to do what all went right for you and your team last night yeah we were uh tied 66 in the first quarter and in the in the second quarter we just exploded 37 points miles left you took for four touchdowns ran for a touchdown uh, hit Rylan Miller twice, you know, for two touchdowns. Bryson Bilbrey for touchdown. Will Will uh, Beatty for a touchdown, and just we just exploded. Defensively, what were you guys able to do to hold? A, as you and me talked about, a very talented and disciplined, well coached Hampton team to just yeah. thirteen points. Just being aggressive, kids were aggressive. Uh, they hit us on a pass, two two long passes. Once we got that straightened out, we were able to. You know, make her right reads and not come up. You know, give up a pass because we, you know, you're gonna have to play nine to box on a team like that. So we uh, we we figured it out once we got going and it just things click. What is that feeling like for you as a head coach? Your guys there on the sideline uh, when you explode for those 37 points. I mean, what is the feeling in a quarterfinal game on the road? Uh, after such a long road trip, when you're able to do that all of a sudden? Well, you know, when you put the game plan, you see some things, and you, you know, you, you say, okay, I think, you know, we can get flat in this, this situation. We're the formational here that, that these things will be there. And then you got a guy who goes out, puts it together, it's great, you know. Yeah, we've talked on and off about Miles left you all season, but uh, how, I mean, just how good clearly are you guys able to? to be how good are you capable of being when he can go out there and have the kind of performance that he had uh last night now he has he has a game like that it's just you know you know we've got to run an attack and then when we can get the passing attack going and, and he's spreading the ball out like that uh, you know it's uh it's it's just fun to watch certainly you love a 56 to 13 win but i gotta ask when it comes in a quarterfinal game uh, is there a pro? Are there pros and cons to getting a win like that? Uh, kind of this late in the season, this late in the playoffs. 
No, you just got to, you know, you know the kids, they want to get back to semifinal game, and, and, and we're there, and we're going to be hosting it, and, uh, you know, we're just, uh, we got to get ready for the next opponent, and then it's a bird talent at East Robertson State. Yeah, let's, let's head right to them, right? I mean, a team I'm sure you've probably seen maybe on film while you're trying to scout other teams along uh, the way during the season. What have you seen from ER uh, it, throughout the year that, that you know right off the top is going to be something you got a key on? Well, there's athletic, very athletic, uh, you know, and uh, good, good size offensive, defensive line, and uh, very talented team, very athletic team. We talked about, you know, at the beginning of the year having to travel last year for that semifinal matchup. What's it mean to have a semifinal game to be back in that game and this time to get to host it in Jamestown? Oh, it's an awesome film. You know, it's, uh, you know, we, we, we rode Warriors tonight and, uh, you know, long, long trip. And, uh, you know, our guys responded, did well, but, you know, they'll be excited about, you know, we'll talk about. You know, if we won this one, we, we wouldn't be going on the road for a semifinal game. We'd be having it home, so they're excited about it. Live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, that was head coach Derwin Wright, York Institute, after they dispatched and took care of business at Hampton High School 56-13 to last night. It was a uh, spectacular performance. You heard Coach Wright talk about Miles Lefty. Uh, three passing touchdowns, another pass, uh, another touchdown rushing. I mean, what a job by him last night. And, and Coach Wright pointed it out. When Miles plays that way, there's uh, really not a team in 2A that's probably going to beat York. On the other side, before that, live here at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, was head coach Adam Kane, the Upperman Bees, who took care of business last night. 17-14, defeating Macon County. They get past Uh, a team that has not necessarily owned them by any stretch, but has really given them issues. And, of course, that is thanks to a Mr. Football finalist in Gabe Borders. But Upperman wins. We talk winners here on the program, and they will head to Greenville High School next week week on Friday night for their third semifinal appearance in the last six years, the fifth semifinal appearance for Upperman football as a whole. And, folks... We just got done talking to Adam Kane, as I said, and he made it abundantly clear. Upperman has never made the state title game. Five semifinal appearances, all five losses. They have never cracked through that proverbial glass ceiling and gone to the big game. Can they do it Friday night? We will find out. Right now, we'll hit a break, come back, and we'll begin to turn the page. We'll head from the gridiron to the hardwood on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the high school playbook. A new storage building to add room. A new space for the animals. From gazebos to garages, it's built Mountain Strong by Mountain Barn Builders. Highway 127 Clark Range. Online at mountainbarnbuilders.com. Barn Builders. I'm Colin Castleberry, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. As always, want to make sure we say thank you to Assistant Promotions Director Frankie Rich, who comes out here, sets it all up, gets the food together, gets the drinks, all your uh, posts you see on social media. We want to thank her so much for all of the work she does to make the show possible. 
And now, let's take a look at your scoreboard. Of course, we've discussed York and Upperman already this morning on the program. If you missed any part of that, you can catch it on replay on Sports Radio 104.7 in the next hour or check it out on the UC Sports Nation Facebook page. We'll get it posted there as well. York with the 56-13 defeat of Hampton High on the road. Uppermen getting by Macon County 17-14. East Robertson comes away with a similar score to York's 49-20, which of course sets up the matchup between East Robertson and York next week at York in Jamestown. That one should certainly be considered a game of the week across the state in any classification. And Gordonsville, who last year was able to go on the road into the pit and dispatch the Pirates of South Pittsburgh, trying to do that again last night, and it certainly did not go their way. 48-7, to South Pittsburgh defeating Gordonsville. Uh, and i got to be honest with you folks, Gordons, uh, Gordonsville had a very good year. South Pittsburgh's probably going to win the state title at this point. Having seen them last week and knowing what they did to Gordonsville, I just don't know if there is a team uh, in the classification that can for four quarters stay with the amount of athletes and the pure athleticism that that team brings to the table. All right, one more score of interest for all of you Cookville fans out there who, of course, uh, watched your team or listened to your team get eliminated last week by Riverdale. Uh, last night in the Battle of the Borough, Oakland took that very personally. It was 49 to nothing, Oakland, uh, at the half. So they uh, they walked away with a big win there. They set up a matchup with Bradley Central uh, for anyone that is curious. All right, we've talked plenty of football. It is obviously still football season. We don't want to uh, to take that away from the teams left on the gridiron, but that doesn't mean basketball season isn't upon us as well. The season on the hardwood is here and there is plenty to talk about as hall of fame games have been occurring across the state and there'll be a big time play day going to happen at clark range tomorrow Uh, the schedule will look like this livingston academy (coughs) excuse me whoo i don't know where that frog in my throat came from the boys and girls of livingston academy will play in Four of the first five games on the schedule tomorrow. It'll be Clark Range girls and L.A.'s girls at 10 a.m., followed by the L.A. boys against Sunbright at 11.30. Livingston Academy and Smith County in girls' action at 1 o'clock, and then Livingston Academy and Smith County in boys' action at 4. Clark Range, Smith County, Sunbright, and Livingston Academy all going to participate in a play day tomorrow excited to uh see that and have that uh you know happen tomorrow for livingston academy but with all that being said uh folks we have had a pop-up here uh upperman is still in the building in fact it seems as we have had a pop-up here by uh, one of the stars of the Bees who helped them walk away with a win last night. Uh, let me get this set up here for you. All right. <sighs> Taking a deep breath. What was what was last night like? And introduce yourself to the people so they know who they're talking to, and then obviously uh, what was that win, big-time win over Macon like for you last night? Uh, I'm Clayton Harris. I play defensive end. And it was just a good team win, good to beat them, put yeah. them out. Yeah, I'm sure it was, Clayton. 
look, a defensive end, you're going up against a team uh, with a guy like Gabe Borders. You play a, a big role in, in slowing a guy like that down. Uh, coming into the game, what was the thought process, and, and how proud are you and your team uh, of being able to take a guy like that and uh, not only obviously kind of limit him, but ultimately you guys force a turnover as well? Uh, we got some fast guys out there on the outside, so we're just trying to force them out there and team tackle them on up. <laughs> That's exactly what you uh, what you guys were able to do. Uh, when you got to play a team twice in the same year, you had it last week against Stone Memorial, you have it this week against Macon. Uh, is there a little extra juice, or what goes into that knowing you've seen this team already once this year? Uh, it's good to see them again and beat them again and just let them know that we're dominant. <laughs> Domination is the name of the game, Clayton. I love it. This week, first time you guys have got to go on the road for playoff action, going to Greenville. Uh, what's what's different for you uh, on a road trip versus getting to stay at home? What's the big differences for Clayton Harris? Uh, nothing really. Just got to go out there and grind throughout the week of practice and go Friday to work. You guys are a team that has all year, it's almost as if you guys have enjoyed getting to practice you see a lot of high school football teams that love to win they show up on friday night and they play hard and that's all well and good but they don't really enjoy monday through thursday you guys seem to have fun and enjoy monday through thursday what goes into that uh we just love the grind and love to work and get better <laughs> love the work and love to get better all right coach has talked several times about his ability this year versus other years to come to his defense there on the sideline and make a change in game in the middle of the moment to come to you guys and go, we got to go to this. We got to go to this set. We got to go to this play, this specific formation. What do you think is gives you guys the ability as a defense to be so multiple and be able to change at, at a moment's notice when needed? Uh, we got a bunch of good and smart players, and they know what they need to fix whenever he says it. All right, Clayton Harris joining us. Clayton, let's get away from football for a minute, just in general. What has it been like, an undefeated season? Now you're heading to the fifth semifinal in Upperman uh, High School football history. What's it just like around the school? What is, what's the vibe as you're going around the hallway, You know, as you're walking up and down class to class? What, what's it like around the school right now? Uh, it feels good. Everybody wants to go win the state title. What would it mean to you to help Upperman reach their first state title? Again, five semifinal appearances have never cracked through that ceiling, though, to go play the big game. Uh, I mean a lot. Do you just want to play in Finley Stadium, Clayton? Is that bring back the gold ball? Bring back the gold ball. All right, Clayton Harris was able to pop up and join us here at live at Chick Fil A on Interstate Drive. We appreciate him so much, and uh, like I said. We don't want to take anything away. It is football season first and foremost, but there is plenty of hardwood action happening, and we will preview it when we come back on the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Scores, turnovers, the momentum shifts. Your coaches share the analysis. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook. Live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, I'm Colin Castleberry. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. We turn our attention now from the gridiron to the hardwood on the program. It is no secret that last year's 5-27 and 27 campaign 
was a disappointing and generally unacceptable season for the Clark Range Buffaloes. That is why Brent Logan has stepped in this season. New pieces, a new system, and a new coach in Logan, who is a man of few words, but hopes for results. Able to catch up with him this week, we first asked what he has seen so far from his new team. I mean, so far I can tell that these boys are wanting to get better. So, like, I mean, we've pretty much got the same people back. We lost Case Cordell from last year. But these boys, I mean, they're hungry. They've been working hard, and I believe it'll show this year. You guys have had a couple new additions as well, uh, one in particular coming over from Stone Memorial. What have they meant to this team early on, getting a few you know, fresh bodies, some new perspective, uh, some new talent out there? Yeah, I mean, it's always good to have more kids come out. I mean, the more kids, the better the program's going to be. And, yeah, the kid from Stone, Braden England, he, uh, he's going to be a good player for, this, for us this year. So, I mean, it should turn out well for us. It's no secret as well, this this district is, is loaded. It certainly, uh, for anybody, would be difficult. And, and being that, you know, sometimes you've had a couple down years, it can make it even more difficult. How do you get the guys ready for a gauntlet like this district? I mean, yeah, I feel like this is probably the toughest district in Tennessee. I mean, every team can beat each other every night. I mean, it just depends on who shows up and plays that night. But these boys, I mean, they're they're ready to play, and I believe it'll show. Talk me through, you know, what these first couple weeks of practice have done for you guys. Of course, play days coming up, you know, scrimmages, things like that. What are you hoping to see in those before the season really gets started? I mean, for me, we've got a lot of talent here, but for me, I want to see them grow more as a team. The more they can become a team, the better we'll be this year. Clark Range Buffaloes head boys basketball coach Brent Logan after a 5-27 campaign. I would assume they are looking to get more than 500 on the season, but 500 would be a great start. We go from a team who went 5-27 last year to a team who was an overtime loss in a sub-state game. That is all that has stood between the Bobcats and a berth in the state tournament last season. Now head coach Joseph Amonette returns several key pieces and adds a few new ones as well in hopes of finding their way back to the glass house of the Murphy Center in Murfreesboro. Coach Amonette with us now. And coach, I appreciate you joining us to preview the upcoming season. What is the level of excitement from you and your team? Excited. Uh, really like our team. Really like where we're at uh, this early in the uh, this early in the season, and just excited to get started. Yeah, when you are this early in a season, you hear a lot of coaches talk about you know uh, we've still got a long way to go and still a whole lot to work on, and certainly I'm sure there is that stuff, and we'll talk about it. But what is so encouraging here early on? What's giving you so much uh, positivity here, uh, super early in the season? Uh, we just uh, the way our preseason's been and our, our first two weeks of practice, uh, just our competitive nature. Uh, how the how the kids on the team really enjoy each other, celebrate each other, celebrate each other's accomplishments, and and our dedication to uh, to what we're trying to do as a team. What are the things that you feel like this team is going to have to work on and and improve here early on in the season to to make a uh, to set up a good run? Uh, I think it's going to be our defense. I think we. Uh, we really have an ability to shoot the ball, and we've got some size this year that we can that we can score in the paint. But I think 
<clears throat> I think we've got to find a way to uh, to really find our identity defensively, and I think that'll be what what makes the difference between us being a good team and a, and a very good team. Sounds as if you feel like early on you guys will be leaning on your offense. Would you say that's a an accurate statement? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that. I want to that we're going to lean on our offense. I just I think that we you know naturally that's our ability to shoot it, um, but I think that. We, but we're not going to, you know, we're not going to rely on the fact we're going to try to outscore people. Um, I, I think we can become elite defensively. I think we're just not there yet, and um, and that's kind of what we're going. Our focus is going to be. Yeah, you've obviously been coaching basketball and played, uh, you know, yourself for for many years. What is the difference in your mind between we can be great defensively and we can be elite defensively? What is great to elite? What's the difference there, and what does it take? I mean, I think there's a couple of things. I think, you know, to be just be lead at it, I think you have to have a uh, an everyday mindset that's got to be personal um, if, if you're scored on. You know, that's got to be a personal thing. And then you have to trust your teammates um, because it's a team sport and defensively you play it kind of as a team. And then you've got to, you know, when, you're, when, you're, when your teammates trust you, you've got to be there. That uh, we're going to do what we're supposed to do. We're going to rotate the right way. And then I think it's just got to be a priority. I think it's something that you got to do. We do it every day in practice. We work on it every day in practice. We work on defense before we work on offense. And I think that I think that you're going to that you'll focus on the things that you make important. There are always pieces that you maybe get back, and and every season, no matter what, there's always new pieces on a team. Who are maybe some of the new pieces for the Bobcats that we need to be uh, keeping an eye on or, or keeping an ear to the ground for? You know, I think there's two kids that have an opportunity to uh, younger players that have an opportunity that a lot of people haven't seen yet. The uh, Will Spears is a six-six sophomore, and uh, he's made great, great strides since last year as a freshman. He had a really good summer. He's had a uh, had a good scrimmage the other day that we played, and then we have a freshman, uh, Nathaniel Cobb, about a six-four freshman that uh, that has a chance to um, to really help us. And, uh, and make us better. And then two other kids that, that no one's seen before. Um, but we have uh, Brady Evans, a point guard that's a sophomore that, that's got a chance to help us off the bench. And Gavin Daniels, that's a junior, uh, that has an opportunity to help us. And then the, the rest of our guys, uh, people have seen, because we have a, a large group coming back from last year that played a lot. So I think those are four names that, of people that, you can, that, that you'll see help us in this year that nobody's ever seen play really before. Head coach Joseph Aminette, Pickett County Bobcats, Coach, before I let you go, uh, a lot of teams will play in Thanksgiving tournaments, no doubt, but you guys get the distinct honor of hosting one. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to Pickett County High School uh, to not only participate in a very competitive one, but get to be the host? Oh, it, it's pretty special. You know, about 30 years ago, um, Coach Charles Mitchell started a Thanksgiving Classic in Pickett County, and our community really liked it. Um, they supported it. We kind of went away from it. Uh, about 10 or 15 years ago and then about eight years or so, probably six years ago coach smith and i decided to try to get that started back and we've got uh, some great sponsors and people's bank and trust and m and eagle auction and uh they help us help us host it's good for us to have home games for, for people to be home during thanksgiving and for people that come into the community that that are in town to visit their families they can come catch a game so former alumni so it's pretty special uh, for us to be able to host and to have that there at our gym, and, it, and our sponsors help make it possible. 
Joseph Eminette, Pickett County Boys Basketball, joining us here. Again, an overtime loss in a sub-state game last year. All that stood between the Bobcats and a berth in the state tournament. They look to return to the glass house this season. Not unlike our next two guests coming up in our next two segments. Jamie Gillis, Cookville Girls Basketball. And Leslie Riddle, L.A. Girls Basketball. Join us as the program continues. This is the High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook. 60 minutes of X's and O's. 60 minutes of Upper Cumberland Coaches. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, I'm Colin Castleberry. The high School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. We've covered everything from the gridiron to the hardwood, and we continue in the gymnasium where we go to a team who has gone from the hunter to the hunted. That is the state of a Lady Cavs program who has made runs to the final four in back-to-back seasons. However, they have not broken into the big game and they lose their primary ball handler from last season. Now they get pieces back. They add a piece off of injury from last year. But can they sustain when they are the circle on everybody's schedule? Head coach Jamie Gillis, kind enough to join us now. Coach, before we dive into anything else, what are your sort of general thoughts so far as the preseason, uh, that is the end of the preseason, mind you, approaches? Um, I like where we are. You know, um, this team practices really hard. We've got a lot of young kids that are playing. Got some some seniors that have come back that are hungry, you know, that want to get farther than what we got last year. You know, so I I expect a big year from Isabel Garcia. We got Paige Hamilton back after a year-long injury. So um, she's she's pumped up and ready to play. And, you know, we've had a great couple weeks of practice, and we're, we're happy to be playing games and maybe not running so much for their on their side of it but um you know I, i'm i'm really looking forward to this year i think we're gonna we're gonna be a problem for a lot of people from a coaching perspective how happy are you to see Paige back out there on the court and just how happy are you to see her as happy as she is to be back out there oh it's great and you know she she hurt her achilles a week before practice started last season so it was a, a season long-ending injury which um, was just very unfortunate and she's just a competitor and you know loves to play and and loves this team so to be able to see her get back and to be able to play her senior year and um, you know I'm really excited for her and she's playing really well. Anyone who's seen this team in a scrimmage or anything this season, uh, depth is, is certainly something you have. We see substitutions. It almost at times feels like you can put two and three new girls in the game at a time. What kind of advantage is that for you as a coach to feel like you have five starters, but you've really probably got eight to nine girls that you feel like you could put out there in any given moment? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, that's how we practice, and they, they, put it on each other every single day in practice and not only to try to earn that time but to really make make the girl in front of you better and you know it's it's a great problem to have to have a lot of people that we can play and um you know I, I expect a lot of those you know juniors and sophomores to come in and, and give me some time you know Emma Horner's a senior that'll come off the bench that she's had a great preseason had looked really good in our scrimmages and so you know I'm excited to see her get in and play she's put in her time you know and so it's really neat when you have just a bought-in team that they are all about the team I don't they're we're not about you know individual stats they they want to win and they don't care who who scores the last bucket or who we're running the play for they just want to win 
when you're out there in the gym, you look around, you see, you know, banners and, and posters you see from past seasons. What is this team's mentality when it comes to almost feeling as if they're, instead of being the hunter, they're almost the hunted. Everybody sees you on their schedule and they circle that one. I hope so. That's, that's what we try to do. And, you know, I, I schedule tough competition early in the year because, you know, we want to be tested. We want to see the things that we need to work on. So when we get into February and hopefully March, we're ready for that. And, you know, the last two seasons we've um, made it to the state tournament and we've made it to the Final Four. And, you know, I feel like now this is um, – they're just not content and happy with that. Like they they want to get to that final game. They want to be in that final game to, to try to win it all. And, you know, um, I, I think, you know, we, we've got a good chance. I know obviously – uh, you know, we're, we're months away from that moment, uh, and so certainly a whole lot to work on. But having been there the past two years, having a team full of girls that have been there with you, what can you do in November that pays off and gets you over the hump in March? Well, the, the tough competition we play. We opened with McMinn Central, who was a state runner-up in 2A and didn't lose anybody, you know, and lost in overtime and really should have won that game, had a chance to win it. So, um, you know – that's what we're going to do. We're going to compete every single night. We're going to get better every single day, and we're going to come in and look at the things that we do well and continue to do that, but then we're going to look at those things that we've, we've got to, you know, fine-tune, and we're just really going to keep working to get that, make sure we stay in shape, try to stay healthy. I mean, that, that's a big piece. You've talked several times about you've got to get better. Um, you know, you, you, things that you have to work on. What are those things here early in the season that you've seen in, in the scrimmages and such that you guys have got to improve on early in the year? Well, We've got a whole new set of guards. You know, Jordan Gillis ran our, our offense last year. So Charlie Roby, Carolee Gilbert are stepping into that more of a ball handling point guard situation. And, you know, they, they struggled some against some pressure early on. And so that's something that we've got to continue to work on. And, you know, we'll bring some boys in and scrimmage against them because they're fast and quick and they'll, they'll give us some trouble that we want to, that we want to work on. Um, you know, and just, just learning how to play together. You know, I'm, we lost Jordan and Cassie from last year. They were a big piece of everything we did. They led us in almost every category. So we don't we don't think we can replace them, but we've got to replace those points. We've got to replace those rebounds. And so learning just how to play as a unit, and that just comes with time. You know, just playing every night, every day in practice and just trying to get better. And, you know, that's what we'll continue to do. Jamie Gillis, Cookville girls basketball coach, joining us on the program as the Lady Cavs once again go from being the hunter to the hunted back-to-back trips to the final four and semifinals but have not cracked through to the big game just yet will they do it this season we'll find out good indication last night in a hall of fame game the girls able to defeat a cumberland county team uh who is extremely young but the lady jets have maybe got one of the best post players in the upper cumberland and they've got two very young guards who over the next couple seasons could compete uh, for several postseason awards. 48-28, to 28, though. Jamie Gillis and the Lady Cavs defeat the Lady Jets. The boys' team also took on Cumberland County last night. It was a 74-32 win for the Cookville boys against the Jets last evening. Coming up to close out the program, it's Livingston Academy girls head coach Leslie Riddle. They took on Saudi Daisy Thursday night, and they'll compete in a play day at Clark Range today. We'll tell you more about that on the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
Next to the podium, your coach. Talking your team. This is the High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry back with you on the High School Playbook. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. We're live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. And a coach who won the AF Ridges Coach of the Year Award. A point guard returning. And a team that made la- that last year made an appearance in Murfreesboro. That is the Livingston Academy Lady Wildcats. Now, they lose significant pieces in the post. Uh, Hallie Ledbetter and, and Aaliyah as well. That's rebounds statistically galore. But that doesn't mean their defense and their storing cannot make up for the losses. The AF Bridges Coach of the Year, Leslie Riddle, joins us to close out the program. Coach, the excitement level entering the season, despite the losses from last year, is what? Oh, we're very excited. This this group came off of the, the state tournament last year, ready to play like the next week. Um, we lost a lot in our senior class, but they've really worked all summer and in the weight room and in the gym and, of course, at camps. And, um, so we're real excited to get to play. Honestly, kind of tired of beating up on each other in practice. I was going to say, I know the girls are absolutely ready for a scrimmage uh, tomorrow, but how excited are you to, to kind of get to just coach against somebody else as well versus uh, being your own gym, just continually pushing your own girls? Well, it gives you a different look. I mean, you, you with us being so young, it's nice to have a, I mean, a quality opponent like football to play in a scrimmage, you know, that you can't, you can't simulate that in a practice situation, so... You want to play the best teams you can in scrimmage situation, and obviously in your out of district games, once the regular season starts too, you want to play the best teams you can. Doesn't really matter if you win or lose those. So um, you want to play the best, and I think early in the season you're just looking for weaknesses. So you play teams that do different things to you and have different strengths, and and try to figure out how you can contest that if you come across that situation again with someone else. Yeah, you guys certainly have a gauntlet of a schedule early in the year. Not only are you scrimmaging Cookville, but you open the season at Saudi Daisy. You've got countless tournaments at uh, at Farragut for a tournament, obviously going to Charleston uh, over the Christmas holiday to see some really, really uh, good competition. What does that do for you guys as you were kind of talking about uh, revealing weaknesses and, and getting you ready for that gauntlet in January and February in region play? Well, you know, losing losing those three seniors, we've got some big holes to fill, and you don't you don't want those those sophomores and freshmen that are going to step into those positions to be able to step up in a game against a, a not as good opponent. You want them to be able to step up and be productive against really good people, and unless you challenge them with that in the in the out of district games, you're never going to see what they can really do. And um, it's going to be a growth process. I mean, obviously, we've got kids three returning starters, but they're going to be playing with people they're not used to playing with and playing with people that haven't been tested as much as maybe, you know, maybe those three have. So it's going to, thank goodness the district doesn't start till January and going to give us some time to, to work out those kinks. Yeah, what does it mean to you as a coach, and what do you think it means to this team and this program, having lost what they lost, that you still keep a coach on the floor in Mally Jean Coleman, your point guard comes back to run your offense, to set up your defense, to kind of keep everybody calm and help those newcomers feel more comfortable? Well, you can't you can't put into words how important a returning point guard is, especially someone like Mally Jean Coleman. Um, 
she just can she can run the show. I, I could not even show up to the game, and she can handle it for, honestly. But uh, and she's always so positive with her teammates. The the things she does off the floor that no one else sees. You know whether she's hugging somebody that's had a rough practice, or you know going over to visit somebody that's had something happen with their family or, you know, she's that kind of leader with his team and just does all the little things that no one knows about. But, um, yeah, you know, when you're, when you're restarting a season, usually you have one or two starters left over and, you know, it's just a blessing to have a point guard left over because that's the hardest one to refill. Speaking of refilling and, and people you lost last year, I don't know that I can say how do you replace a Hallie Ledbetter because uh, I don't know that you can one-for-one one replace her. But how do you replace her production in the paint, in the post, uh, because it's something you're going to need, obviously, down the stretch? Yeah, I don't think we can. Um, she just did so many things. And then, of course, with, with Aaliyah Melton right there with her, mm-hmm. it, there were very few rebounds that those two weren't going to get. I mean, Hallie averaged eight a game, which was amazing, had so many double-doubles, and then could score when she needed to, and um, just had a super, super season for us. Um, so we're not really going to try to replace them. We're just kind of adjusting to who we have and try to figure out what we do now. Um, because we have some young players with a lot of talent, Maybe not the same talents as Hallie or Aaliyah, but uh, maybe some different talents that, that those two maybe uh, didn't take advantage of, and we're going to try to try to change ourselves a little bit to match who we have on our squad. Leslie Riddle, Livingston Academy Girls Basketball Court Coach, joining us to close out the program. Picked up a big win in a Hall of Fame game on Thursday night, 46-34 to over Saudi Daisy. Today... The Lady Wildcats will participate in a play day up at Clark Range. They will play at 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. against Clark Range themselves at 10 and Smith County at 1. Of course, the boys from Livingston Academy also getting a win Tuesday night over Saudi Daisy. They come away with a one-point victory, 60-59. to and they will play or participate, that is, in the play day today. They will take on Sunbright at 11.30 and Smith County at 4 p.m. If you want to hear from head coach Jimmy Miller, you can go check out a recording of the Wildcat Den. We had him on the program last week. We'll have him again hopefully next week on the Wildcat Den. Make sure you don't miss that every Wednesday night at 5.30. If you missed any part of today's show here on the high school playbook you can check it out on a replay coming up in less than one minute on sports radio 104.7 or you can go check it out on ucsportsnation.com it'll go up on the uc sports nation facebook page as well thank you to each and every one of our guests let's quickly hit your high school football scoreboard one more time york a 56 to 13 winner over hampton east robertson a 49 to 20 winner over smith county that sets up a york east robertson matchup this upcoming friday night in jamestown upperman gets by macon 17 14 and south pittsburgh a 48 to 7 winner over gordonsville so upperman and york in the semifinals. I'm Colin Castleberry. This has been the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. 
the high school playbook built by mountain barn builders add space to your home protect your cars and boats a new workshop or she shed mountain barn builders will build it mountain strong mountainbarnbuilders.com the prep conversation continues all week including today's show on demand uc sportsnation.com